This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. And Alan Cochran is giving me that look of a man who wants my chair. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy back here. Yeah, yeah, you say that. You've got that look. When I, I've done a, a few theatre things, and you get an understudy, and when you walk in, they say, oh, are you all right? But they don't mean... It's not the normal, you're right, it's... No, are you all right? Any illness? Any chance I could get on tonight? <laughs> they mean, are you not all right? <laughs> I'm not all right. I've got a terrible toothache. Oh, and can we just say we did miss you? Thank you very much. Yeah. But I listened to, to bits while I was away. Oh, mortificado. Oh, I don't want you listening in. Sounded great. Great. Mm. But I did worry about Alan. He sounded like he was loving it a bit too much. <laughs> I yeah. was reminded of that whole song. Drunk on the adulation. You know the, you know the old song, Are You Gonna Keep Them Down on the Farm Now That They've Seen Paris? When a bit star is born. Yeah, I, I think. That old song. I think you've seen Paris now. You, know, <laughs> you don't want to be shifting bales at 6 a.m. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> By the way, if you're interested, you can text us on 81215 about any old topic and you can follow us on Twitter. How, the how uh, the social networking how, how phenomenon. Do that? Yeah. Uh, well, you can do it by using at Frank on Absolute. Really? <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that. Uh-huh. Right across the oh, it's a cyber circus. Yeah, that's what it is. So, You've yes, I, thick. I found my It's denti- called toothache. Can you please pronounce it properly? It's toothache. I found my dentist at half past midnight. Wow. Um, on, his, uh, on his mobile saying, wow. can you help me? I'm in agony. And he said, take painkillers. Yeah. Oh, thanks. But, um... I think he's going to do me today, I'm hoping. Cause he? Doesn't, he? They, they don't work on Saturdays, but he lives over the shop so he can be teased down. He lives over the you shop. Know you, like, you make it sound like open all hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know when you get in, like, oh, and they've, opened, they've opened up, especially for you, there's no receptionist, you know. Oh, really? I the don't drill, know the drill, They have to use a hand drill. Now, I'm good on teeth, Frank. Um, tell me what you think the problem is. I know what the problem is. Oh. Um, well, I say I know. I, uh, I had root canal. Oh, okay. A few weeks ago, I had part one of Root Canal. Oh. And uh, he thinks, according to what he told me in the early hours, that I've got an infection in me Root Canal. It's not dissimilar to the Suez Canal crisis in <laughs> 1956 that brought down our Prime Minister, Anthony Eden. <laughs> um, I'm in the Anthony Eden role. I do feel like the last few weeks have been starved of historical references <laughs> well, in relation that's, to that's your thick. fault. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in charge. Don't come crying to me. I mean, it's the worst. It's so it 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 sort of infects everything, doesn't it? Toothache. Toothache. Oh, yeah. It yeah, makes yeah, you it irritable. I lay in bed thinking, what What's the point of living? <laughs> oh, I know oh, it's terrible. I ate. I'm just saying, and I don't mean this indelicately. But, as a friend, it might be a good opportunity if you're getting the teeth done anyway. I know what you're going to say, but I like them the way they are. No, I know, and I, I, I do I like, too. It, it looks like a panoramic view of Boot Hill. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I like the Western theme on it. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I ate it. I ate toothache. I've said toothache now, so you've good. drawn me in. I ate it nearly as much as I ate Eurythmics. <laughs> that's how much I hate it and that's really saying something because I used to like re- u- Eurythmics when they were at first out oh yeah oh Sweet and Dreams now, era you liked but now on, I can listen to any old music I'm, I'm extremely tolerant on the music front mm-hmm. except you, if I'm in a car I'll reach across a, a taxi mm. driver's shoulder 
to switch the Eurythmics off. It's gone a bit sort of, yeah... It's um, unbearable. School run mum working out. It's got, it's got everything wrong with it. It's got Leave Showbiz to work at Oxfam <laughs> written all over it. I, I, looking back now, you could see it coming. The signs were there. We've mm. uh, had a text in saying the from, best... Uh, what, from Dave Stewart? No, the, someone saying the best thing for toothache, Frank, is clove oil, and that's from Claire in Paisley. And if you're from Glasgow, you know a thing or two about toothache, would be my guess. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, clove well, oil. Thanks for that. I, I, yeah, my brother used to sock... Uh, Keith used to sock cloves. You know, you can <laughs> buy cloves. You know, you can buy them to stick in oranges. You are joking at this point. You know, they stick them in oranges at medieval banquets, cloves. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, well, I've been he, to many. He used to buy the, the, the cloves and, and just sock them like one might sock a fisherman's friend. <laughs> They're vile. <laughs> There's very little you tell about your childhood or family that I wouldn't believe, to no. be honest. This is a man who also washed his hair, of course, in that one... 1001 carpet cleaner. <laughs> and just to show how old that was, the advert used to say, used to say, 1001 cleans a big, big carpet for less than half a crown. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I've, um, I've been away for a couple of weeks. Mm. On what? Some might call a holiday. Mm. Not Frank. Oh. On vacances. Yeah. You didn't make the same mistake I made and go staycation, did you? I did go staycation. There you go. But I think it's, I've discovered it's impossible to have what one might term even generally a holiday <laughs> with a three-month baby. <laughs> oh. What I feel like I've had is two weeks in a Turkish prison. <laughs> <laughs> no sleep. People staring at me menacingly. <laughs> Lots of that smell of excrement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to eat in a restaurant with a, oh, with yeah. a baby. Possible. Is that tough going? Well, they scream and people don't like well, it. So in a do restaurant. I, to be fair, depending on who I'm with. Yeah, well, but, you yeah. know, when the carbs come out. Yeah. <laughs> there was one. Uh, yeah, exactly. There was one at uh, one plus. I managed to do the same joke uh, three times with three different waiters. <laughs> you find that a plus? That's I do. <laughs> I do. I like. I like the idea of because uh, you know the repetition allows you to hone it to mm-hmm. perfection. Yeah, yeah. Are we allowed to know the joke? Yeah. So what happens is you go into a posh restaurant and you push in a pram, mm. and they say, uh, they say, would you like to sit over there? And they point to the table in you know, the furthermost. Oh, away yeah. from everyone. Social and every time I said, I'm sorry, but nobody puts a baby in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was worked every time, a treat. I was almost looking for... I was leading them that way. Yeah. It was joyous, but it was... Uh, oh, it was terrible. Terrible, Ter- you say? Terrible time, yeah. Torrid. Torrid. Yeah. But, um, was it, what, just the lack of sleep and the... It's just you can't do anything when you've got a mm. baby. Unless you take, you know, you need to what take What is it a... that you were planning on doing, though? What, what horse riding was eating. it that you missed out on? Eating. Well, you didn't eat on the holiday. Because what I, I, I would do, we would sit down, the baby would cry, I would get up and take him out for a walk, Kath would eat on her own, mm-hmm. I'd come back, she'd take him, I'd eat on my own. It, but brackets cold food mm-hmm. so my experience was slightly worse that was it similar as yeah. that I might uh, <laughs> I think it might be time to get the, the army of nannies I was going to say like that nice one in the omen you could get one of those no I mean uh, do our own goat's milk <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't remember the nice one in the omen was she the one that flew in on an umbrella yeah yeah something like that yeah, yeah. Well, that's Mary Poppins isn't mm. it? 
Did he, <laughs> did he cry a lot in the restaurant then, Buzz? He, he cried. He cried and then I cried. <laughs> It was. It's good that we was went it to that Bab- expensive. We went to Babington House, which oh, is a very posh, very posh. Lovely. And Kath was saying to me, "Well, I wonder who's going to be here." I saw Russell Brand was here last week. I mean, it could, could be anybody. Babington House. There, Did you get Russell, Russell Grant. So we we saw one person I knew, and that was a bloke who sits in front of me at the West Brom matches. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, we didn't even have any sort of uh, celebrity to take the sting. But in, in in a weird way, isn't that a good thing? Because you were on holiday. I mean, your life is uh, in that world. Exactly. I was you on holiday. From I was world. on holiday, so I didn't want to be the celebrity. Oh, mm. I see. You know, obviously, I had to mingle, go from table to table, shaking hands, that kind of thing. <laughs> did you? Like, oh. a, like a major dick. <laughs> You know, meal all right? Oh. Meal all right? What about this? I came in earlier and the bloke sits it over there and I said nobody puts baby in the corner. That's what, that's what my uh, lunch times were like. <laughs> yeah, it was like, when there used to be a hotel you could stay at where you went every morning you could buy a ticket for breakfast with Telly Savalas, who was the bloke <laughs> who played Kojo. They let him live at the hotel. Oh. And um, and that was that was what he he paid. They just paid him in lollipops. He, he had to uh, he <laughs> had to have bedroom. breakfast and be jovial and tell Shelby's anecdotes to a group of um, holiday makers every morning. Wow! Is anyone listening? I haven't written it off. That's an <laughs> idea. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I tell you, uh, let me ask you a question. Um, because you both got your finger on the pulse of popular culture. Why is the bean bag generally scoffed at? Um, <laughs> it's seen a little bit as kind of student hovel, isn't it? Really? Oh, now, your you, now you're going to say you've gone and bought one. Because my answer was going to be, is it? Is it generally scoffed at? Oh. I think it is, yeah. I think if oh, so, okay. you go to someone's home and they've got... I've got a brown corduroy bean bag. Well, Frank, they have enjoyed something of a... Renaissance in the last couple of years. Well, my that baby sounds comfortable. Oh, my baby, Boz, he loves the brown corduroy. Mm. I've got a brown corduroy suit that I find very he'd comfortable. Probably, see, now that he's he's got accustomed to the beanbag, he'd probably cradle himself in your lap very <laughs> happily in the market for a three-button corduroy suit. He's got used to for it, a six-foot-three man. <laughs> a bit of uh, brown uh, furry corrugation, nice, such as you get on. But it corduroy. sounds comfortable. Oh, when you see him, because it's an enormous beanbag mm. and he's a tiny baby. How big? When because, you say enormous, well, it's. I'd say it's well, obviously it. it the whole thing it's about a beanbag is it's a movable feast. All right, if you I think get it long. One of the reasons people don't like them is because they're, 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 they're fluid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they, can't, um, they can't contain them. It's not like a sofa. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, you know, it's got a mind of its own. Yeah. It's freeform. Definitely. <laughs> but I would say if, you pull, if me and you pull either side of my brown corduroy beanbag... <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's tuned in now, they're going to think, well, is this the, uh, <laughs> is this the medical section? <laughs> um, I'd say we'd get, we'd get an easy uh, six and a half feet. Oh, wow. And he's, you know, he's three months old, so when he's in the middle of it, he, he's all little pink and crinkly, and this is the big corduroy thing. It looks like, if you can imagine, an enormous walnut whip. Oh, mm. yeah. It looks like that. That's great. But he, I mean, it's a I beautiful saw... thing for a baby. But I'm thinking, I've got, see, I've got it in, uh, in my holiday home. I have a holiday home. Mm-hmm. He has a caravan. But I'm thinking now, why, <laughs> don't, I, why don't I have a beanbag at home? It's, 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 
They're beautiful. Yeah, and, you know. And they, they embrace you in a way that a sofa doesn't. You're a success. <laughs> or, or, you can um, have a beanbag at home a and sofa, in the holiday home. What the, here's what the difference is, I think. A sofa, I think, is, is a bit like going out with Victoria Beckham. Right. In what respect? Well, because Comfortable. it never, never really joins, it never really embraces, never, never wraps around you. Mm. There's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a, a firmness in it. Whereas a beanbag's a bit more Jerry Halliwell, if you know what I'm saying, a bit more um, squidgy and hoggable. Mm. There you go. I'd stick to a puff, Frank. That's <laughs> what I've always done. Well, that, of course, is the other option. <laughs> but they can be spiky. You could have one of them in your holiday home. Yeah, it's, After yeah. the bag in the real home. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, that's fine, it's happened. <laughs> I've read it in the papers before now, no one's had any idea. Frank, we've had a text in, sitting with my clove oil, I also have toothache and all my hair bro. And that's from our Keith. Oh, uh, Keith's got toothache. Yes, you're like strange twins. That's, uh, that is, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, when you get... When you get that uh, psychic thing going Connection. on. Connection. Yeah. Mm. That's terrible, I hope man. you get better, Arky. Do you think he's serious? He's actually got the clove oil out. Yes, I do I think bet he that. hasn't got the 1001 out. You can't, <laughs> buy, can't buy that anymore. <laughs> oh, I love those old adverts. Now tea's in a bag. I remember that one. That was a big, uh, that was a big turnabout in popular culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Hard to think of it now, really. What, the tea bag? The introduction well, of the tea bag. David Baddiel wrote a book about the Second World War and he gave it to me to read and in the middle of it the soldiers get out some tea bags. I said, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I remember. Oh. I remember the coming of the tea bag. <laughs> It'd be like 1960s. Was that like the Trivial Pursuit row? So we, we changed can't ever it. talk about so that. So we changed it. So that's forever immortalised now. Is that right? We can't, you can't have soldiers with tea bags. Ridiculous. No. I think he got mixed up with sandbags. Maybe. Don't that wasn't the wrong. only thing you said after you just read the book. No, I just said that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Picked um, up on one anachronism and then left I, it. I don't do critique, I only do corrections. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I operate. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Just got the... Uh, We've got the TV screen on in here and I just mm. saw... Um, Neil Armstrong's funeral was was on with, uh, with Buzz Aldrin, of course. My my son is named after Buzz Aldrin, and uh, Michael Collins, the other two astronauts from Apollo, he landed at the funeral. And I thought that's one occasion when you don't want to be the first. Indeed, no. <laughs> we've actually had a text about yes, that. Yes, from Nugget, who's <coughs> one of my email writers. Ah, Nugget. And he uh, he's put. Did you know that Neil Armstrong used to tell pretty oh, unfunny Spanish. <laughs> What did I say? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong used to tell pretty unfunny jokes about the moon and always end with the line, oh, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Oh, I love him. I hope he did. That's, that is brilliant. That That's is. great. I once did a panel show with uh, Gary Lineker mm-hmm. and uh, I think, uh, I can't remember what the context, but he said to me, oh, you know when you're captain in England and you, oh, you don't do <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. I didn't think it was possible to love him more, but that's you've just done it. It's always you? possible to love Gary Lineker a little bit more as each new flavour is introduced onto the market. Mm-hmm. We've had a text saying... So uh, just reading a Walker's press release. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a text that I think is for you that just says, is it safe? Oh, a marathon Peter man. Peter Flint. 
No, that'll be a dentist reference. Yeah. Why? It's Have marathon. you seen Marathon Man? Is it safe? Oh. oh there you go. Is it safe? Is it 12 times now? I need Very to good. The acting, the acting abilities <laughs> coming out again. Do you know, that's, um, that came in handy, that role in uh, Jason the Asthmatic. <laughs> Jason the Asthmatic <laughs> in, in Always so, and so, so Lawrence Olivier says, is it, is it safe? It does, yeah, I believe. Repeatedly to Dustin Hoffman. And Dustin, Larry, Dustin we call Hoffman him in the theatre the, business. I, I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> that's a different film. That's in Written Man. In the well, you know. <laughs> I think he said it in every film, didn't he? They squeeze it in. in yeah. mm. I'm, an I'm an excellent patient. <laughs> um, so, uh, when at the room that I stayed in on holiday, one of the rooms oh, yeah. I stayed in, anyway, in uh, in this hotel, had got you know, sometimes you get books in the hotel room. Oh yeah. And you think, yes. oh, that's, it's had um, it's had Lord of the Rings in three volumes, three separate volumes. I thought, how long do people stay in this hotel? <laughs> <laughs> And I've never read Lord of the Rings. And I thought I'm going to the toilet. I'll take um, I'll take the first the first part of Lord of the Rings. Oh, confident. Well, yeah, I didn't I didn't anticipate getting through it. That speed reading course you I did just five thought, years uh, ago is coming handy. I thought as titles go, it's relatively apt. So Bang. I took it. Sorry, I'm sorry, everyone. So I took. Bang. And I thought thirty-seven. I've always thought that people who read Lord of the Rings. I went to the film Lord of the Rings, mm. and they asked me about it after, and I said it was like um, playing Dungeons and Dragons with Enya on the hi-fi. <laughs> And uh, they didn't print any of it, and I wasn't invited to any of the, the further sequels. You're supposed to say... You, they, the argument is, if you're going to eat our gato, you can say nice things about the film. That, that's our premiere work. Yeah, that's the rule. Mm. Um, but I started reading the book, and I thought it was brilliant. Oh, was it? Yeah. To my surprise, yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has been popular. There must be but I didn't feel I could take it away, you know, it's tempting. When you get into a book in a hotel room, can you? Yeah. I can't be doing with it, Frank. I like those I worry bookshelves this. that say, leave yours and take one of these, but, you know, you can't just take one, can you? No, what would it, no. they had that yeah. in the crash. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a quieter baby. I thought that was baby-changing facilities. Can I have that one? <laughs> that one that's sleeping. Yeah, so I, um, it's the first time I've read a hard copy book for about three or four months. And oh, it felt like a bit of a treat, you know, paper. And when you say that, you mean an actual physical well, book? Well, I, I do all the... Uh, I read it all on the uh, on the iPad. Yeah. You know, because... You've got uh, a Kindle. As opposed well, to I've a got a Kindle book. app. I oh. just... You know, I just couldn't take another paper cut. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't accept it, so I, I went... Uh, yeah, I went technological. And it was, it was nice to go back to a, an old book, especially... I thought, I wonder how many strangers and people I'll never meet... I've read this on the toilet. Oh, God. <laughs> Frank. Lovely thought. <laughs> yeah, but it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, all of them enjoying the irony of the title. Well, I don't know. Yeah, well, who knows? <laughs> who knows if they'd have even, uh, even thought that out? So I just wrote in the inside cover. While I was here, I went into the restaurant, and they suggested, because I had my baby with me in a pram, that I sat in the far distance. And when I said to the waiter, <laughs> I thought I'll immortalise that. It's going to make Tonkin like a pretty dull egg compared to that kind of repartee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rambling, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm getting back into it. Shut mm. your face. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank. You, Emily. You know you're quite <laughs> a fan of an animal on the rampage story. Oh, yeah. Who well, isn't? Well, we all are, to be honest. 
I think there's been what's actually the ultimate animal on the rampage story this week. It happened while you were away. No, I did see it. Did you see it? This is the the plus of a staycation. You can keep up with the news. Well, it was a pensioner. I'm not saying she's lost her marbles. The jury's out at this point. (laughs) Who spotted this lion originally? Yeah. It was in Essex, wasn't it? There's a few people saw the Essex lion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, the eyewitnesses was what I liked the best, their reports. <laughs> there was one eyewitness, he said um, he was basically running towards people saying it's a Category C swear word lion. Yeah. And then another man... <laughs> I, I wish you'd been saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds you of the old joke. Do you remember that when there's a bloke... You, bloke you walk down the street, you see this bloke. There's a bloke comes running down the street and says, "There's a lion escaped from the zoo." And he said, "Which way is it coming?" He said, "You don't think I'm chasing it, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> There's a man called Rich Baker, 39, from Romford. Okay. He is was that one- Mr. Kipling pseudonym, <laughs> Rich Baker. <laughs> he was one of the eyewitnesses. Was he the one who said it was million? He one said, million percent a lion. He said it was one million percent a lion, yes. I mean, I'm no mathematician, but come on. No. He, he doesn't strike me as a reliable news source, Rich Baker. Or mathematician. No. There were photos, though. There were photos of what, would, to me, was very clearly a cat. A yeah. domestic cat. Yeah. I but like I the person because... who described it as having... It was a tan colour with a big mane. <laughs> yeah, there, there was no big mane, no, was there? The, yeah. The, what, it, it, must have been, uh, it must have been looking through a, an in-seed dandelion at yeah. the time. When I read the article... A scarf. A cat in a scarf. A cat in a scarf? You think that's what caused the lion yeah. rampage? A cat, in, a cat in an Elizabethan Roth. <laughs> you think Essex, Essex cats are f- keen followers of fashion and scarfs are on trend for it, them at the it moment? It turned out it belonged to an old people's home, didn't it? The yeah. And it was called Tom. And I thought, that's come right. on, make an effort. Yeah. <laughs> Tom. Tom <laughs> best cat. you could come up with. Mrs. Mrs. Harris, what should we call the cat? T- Tom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, make an effort. And the terrible thing, I don't know if I should read this out, but the, mm. the, the person from the old people's home, the carer, said he's an affectionate cat who just likes the odd stroke. Well, he's in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> One of the eyewitnesses said it was the size of two sheep put together. So what, what do you mean? cats for? What do you mean two sheep put together? Is that something that dodgy second-hand sheep salesmen do? They, they weld the back of one sheep to the front of the other if they're involved in accidents. <laughs> I also particularly like... they. Apparently, you know, the police knocked on the door of a circus owner. Oh, yeah. And Did he they? said... Uh, they said, they, he said they came knocking. They said, have you got any lines? I said, no, no I gave them away three years ago they to my son. No, what they said to him was, have you lost any lions? <laughs> <laughs> Come to mention it, I have, but I didn't think I re- needed reporting. <laughs> Frank, he said, I gave them away three years ago to my sons. That's but then strange. he said, I took, I took the person who came, he, I took them to the, my tiger cage mm. and showed her the tigers who was asleep and that seemed to satisfy her. Mm. Well, what, what, why did that satisfy? <laughs> yes, I've got three sleeping tigers, so I couldn't possibly have lost a lion. Doesn't make any sense. How did anyone think it was a lion? Apparently, it was seventy centimeters in length. I've, actually, I've got heels higher than that. <laughs> That's really that, not that big. I don't know what that one is. Seventy centimeters. How many? How many inches is that? I don't know, probably well, that's, twenty-three. That's, I'm going. That's this week's texting. I'm going oh, twenty-three. That, that'll come in quick. 
Do you think? I think so, yeah. If somebody's got a slide rule. 70 centimetres in two inches, go. <laughs> it's going to be about three feet? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. That's my bet. It's we'll see. We'll see. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What if we do find out he's a lion now? After all that, we're going to look pretty stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't want that. I must admit, when that bloke said he was a million percent sure it was a lion, I did, I did waver. <laughs> I, I believed thought, him. that's a lot. That's a big, that's big certainty. I had doubt in my mind when another eyewitness said, we witnessed it uh, rolling about in the field and cleaning itself. Right. I bet lions do that, though, don't they? Bridget, they Nielsen, Bridget Nielsen does that. Are they normally hosed by keepers? <laughs> yeah. Frank, we've had a uh, tweet in. Well, on, now at let, Frank me, on let, Absolute. Me, let me make myself comfortable in my chair <laughs> as, I, as I slowly slide into the 21st century. Get out your copy of uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, this is from Clive Wilson. Oh, yeah. He's clearing up the issue. It feels like he should be a sort of uh, a, a minor minister mm-hmm. in the coalition government. From his little avatar picture, he looks like he could be. Okay. Oh, I'm being a bit rude because he's been a bit rude. Oh, oh is he? Well, he's not really. Um, he just sounds like he, he likes facts. He says a 12-inch ruler is 30 centimetres. Oh, so okay. This is in response to... What's 70 centimetres in feet yeah. and inches? So yeah. it's about two and one-third feet, or 27.56 inches. Did you know you can use Google for this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's Clive. The bit, that's the bit where he's let himself down. <laughs> you can. Tetchy. But I think if you've got an audience of intelligent people, we use what I like to call Yougal. And we've had a, an influx of people saying 27.55, See, 27.559. We don't, we don't need... Because those people... OK, there might be the odd maverick who's, um, who's Googled it, but I bet you most of our listeners just knew it. Including... The ones who's texted. Do you think the person who's... And this is not a lie. Somebody has texted in 70 centimetres equals 27.55905511811. Now he's That's Googled specific. it. That he's, he's on the spectrum. Either I don't that know if or he's... Dustin Hoffman's listening. <laughs> yeah, if, man. <laughs> if he knew that off the top of his head, then uh, he's a yeah. very fine gentleman indeed. He's taken I some time out from his counting matches to I think he's... You know, now, now that you get calculators on your phone, so oh, we can yeah. all be that accurate. Mm-hmm. Right, never mind that. Well, I would like well, to discuss um, an animal incident of my own this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was pretty traumatic. Oh, dear. I will tell you about it. Well, I was making That's myself a nice, <laughs> nourishing cup of black coffee oh, for yeah. my yeah. lunch. Yeah. Six weeks to OMG. Yeah. We should point going. out that Emily's on the OMG diet. She came around my house the other night and, uh, <laughs> for dinner and oh, had uh, an apple and two cubes of cheese. <laughs> no. That's the kind of people I like around for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have those people around on a regular basis. <laughs> and two green teas. I could have put the whole thing on a cocktail stick. Wow. Simple as that. <laughs> yeah, and two green... You did have two green teas, I'm just yeah. just greedy git. Fatty. Yeah, she pigged out, out on two green teas as well. What, you were making black coffee yeah. for lunch? There was a... There was a homicide on my concrete patch. Oh, yeah, but, you know, live and let live, that's what I say. Oh, sorry, homicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Oh. Well, as you know, I have a, lo- a glass door which faces onto my concrete patch. Yes. So I was looking through it, and I looked out, and I saw a l- giant bird of prey. Oh, my God. I later established, after extensive Googling, it was a peregrine falcon. 
Oh, exciting. Didn't know they were that big, but... Well, peregrine falcons. Hmm? They're big for a... Don't, uh, don't minimise my anecdotes. OK, sorry. They're big for a, 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 an a urban garden. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was going to work on a pigeon. Oh. Let's put it that way. Was it? It was, it was like a pathology they scene. They can fly, can't they? This whole traditional uh, pigeon post thing has uh, it's gone up a notch, hasn't it? They're transporting <laughs> other birds of the air. Frank, the so look, it on, it, the look it. on its face. What the pigeon or the or the peregrine? No, that had long gone. That wasn't having any looks anymore. What its the face? face? The head had gone. gone. Oh, really? Head off. The head oh, had right. gone. Head off. That's how they start. Head off. And when they plucked the feathers, it was it was like a butcher on Christmas Eve. It was making oh, me feel ill. The look on his face, he was so pleased. I caught his eye as well, which made me feel ill. Oh, he looked so me you, right in the eye. You on that diet, it must have brought out a slightly <laughs> carnivorous feel to you. Oh, it's, it's all right, there's no carbs on a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking, that frying pan could be hot in no time? Yeah. Because the problem is that pigeon could have bred a little earlier. <laughs> Or chocolate. That's oh, always they the don't, They don't get oh. chocolate pigeons. Don't kid yourself. Oh, OK. No, that, it's a horrible... You know, nature red in tooth and claw. It was, it was really what, upsetting. It was. I did the right thing, though. I called up my mother crying and I said, come over immediately. So she came over with disinfectant and a Tesco's bag. It's not a state funeral, <laughs> but that was the best I could do. And what happened to Peregrine? That he, he'd long <laughs> gone. Well, Peregrine, this is what I was so... This is what sicko he is. He just he just flew off, leaving me to dispose of the corpse. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry about this, everyone. Anyone listening? <laughs> Enjoy Poor your week to be. Ah, Keith sitting with his clove on, having to listen to this first thing in the morning, <laughs> having had about seventeen pints of mild last night. Oh, awful. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean. I'm with Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215. And you know what? You can follow us on Twitter using at Frank on Absolute. Beautifully done, Frank. Um, we've, we've actually had uh, communication from the outside world uh, because in the previous hour, obviously, we were just discussing the big cats in uh, in Essex, the lion. Mm. Yeah, and, the lion. Uh, and indeed, Emily was telling us that horrific story about the peregrine falcon attacking uh, a pigeon. Mm. I think we've um, also established that the lion was um, 20... How many inches? About 27 <laughs> centimetres. <laughs> but in- inches, 27 and a half, was it? No, it's, uh, no. Yeah, was it? Yeah, 27 yeah. and a half inches. Thank you to the people who sent in. Mm. One man sent in an incredibly... sent it to the sort of six decimal point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He sounds my, my kind of guy. What that doesn't allow for is when the cat becomes enraged and its hair stands on end, the whole decimal point thing uh, collapses. Mm. But we've uh, we've had an email in, uh, entitled... How do you measure a cat? Tail extended or just... Uh, oh, yeah, I suppose Oh, I'd, al- I'd always head do to body. with tail. With, head to end of tail. Mm. With, that's, that's pretty tough on a man. With tail and eye. <laughs> with tail and eye is very, how very, you... Very good. Oh. With, ta- with tail and cat's eye. <laughs> Lovely. Um, you never the, see a Manx, though, do you? I know they exist. I don't think I've ever seen a Manx cat. No. To be honest, when I was reading the story, when they kept saying... When I say a Manx a, cat, I don't mean a cat that belongs to Liam Gallagher. Or the Isle of Man. I mean a cat that's... Uh, <laughs> that's what they call Manx cats, aren't they? They have no tail. They just have, like, that sort of boxer dog stomp. Yeah. Just oh, yeah, about, yeah. just about... Um, I don't the, believe uh, it. You know, we behind. talk about things we don't believe exist. I don't believe there's such a thing well, as Manx. Well, boxer dogs do. 
No, I don't believe there's Manx. I think they just lost the tail. Right, rubbish. In some kind of accident. You think they've been docked? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe. They used to do that with poppies when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But the tail looked a bit long. They'd, they'd find the uh, the knuckle, the joint in the in the tail and bite it off. Oh. Enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> if you're yeah, I wonder what happened to all those uh, poppy tails <laughs> were, uh, were spat out across the West Midlands. <laughs> that would have made a lovely um, a cloak. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shall I read this email or uh, yes. are you, are you lost in this reverie of don't, uh, don't get memory of? Oh my, tale. what a reverie! <laughs> uh, uh, we've had an email from Carol Maguire who says, "My little staffy bitch." Roxy was. (laughs) I think she means a dog. Uh, Roxy was ambushed by a big fluffy cat yesterday. She has the scar to prove it. Sun headline: Staffy savaged by cat. This was in a sleepy Angus village. Well, I think the the truth is this is the beginning of the backlash against the devil dog. Yeah, (laughs) it had to come, and it's great that it's been led by the cats. Mm. Well, uh, the worm has turned. Emily seeing um, the Peregrine Falcon versus Pigeon, I think there's a very predictable outcome. That's Peregrine Falcon's going to win that every mm. day of the week, aren't they? Well, Cat versus Staffy, surely. <laughs> You'd back the Staffy. Oh, you would. Absolutely. But that's what I like, the fact that it's a surprise ending. My wife came back in the house the other day saying, oh, and we've just that? been... Uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> where this is going? <laughs> she beat me up. <laughs> surprise ending. Um, no, she, uh, she'd she been in the um, in the water park area. It's like a nature reserve. And she I said... that was a toilet euphemism. We, um, <laughs> I thought that sounded a bit wife-swappy. She said we uh, we, we were in the in crossing the river... And we saw eel versus otter, a long fight. Oh, I pay for that. Ringside seats, I'd want for that. <laughs> wow. But can you even imagine who would win that? Oh, my money's on eel. Really? Really? Eel all the way. <laughs> versus Frank. otter? Yes. I'm imagining the eel running away and finding some, like... Uh, they don't run, w- Frank. One inch. <laughs> they don't run. <laughs> swimming away. <laughs> like less creatures. Finding a bit of uh, one, inch, one inch diameter piping. And get yes. in there, and the otter not being able to get in. That's how I'm seeing it's going. Well, up, up yours, talk. <laughs> they're slim, but they're wiry. Oh, that's true. Mm. Eel won. You were right. I knew it. Sorry, I, I knew eel would win. I thought you were talking about the Kenyans. <laughs> <laughs> Completely threw me. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about vicious animal encounters, were we mm. not? Mm-hmm. I saw uh, a, a brilliant one. I saw a wasp caught in a spider web. Oh. And the spider must have thought, oh, another fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, oh, and I thought, go on, mate, go on, go and get it. And the wasp was lying very still. And uh, as the, it was quite a fat spider. As it got closer, it went, it went to start talking in. And the wasp suddenly wriggled a bit. And it's... it's um, Sting sort of went into the spider's head, um, and then I saw. Did it, you stand there like David Attenborough witnessing oh, this? I did because I hate spiders, yeah. and I, I thought you've caught it in the web. You know that's like it's like shooting a burglar. It's fine, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he started. You could see the wasp's bomb sort of pumping the poison into the, and the oh, spider's went a legs. Bit Card- Kardashian. The, the spider's legs started, they, they lost their bends and just went completely straight. It was, oh. I imagined it was doing one of those Oliver Hardy, whoa, <laughs> one of those sounds. <laughs> oh, that was such a mistake. Don't catch a wasp. Well, Frank, 022 has witnessed a similar battle. 022, what a night that was at the ballet. <laughs> 
God. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, this is from Hazel. She says, I saw a wasp fighting... Not Hazel, the 1970s TV detective played by no, Nicholas, Nicholas Ball. Ball. No. OK. Um, I saw a wasp fighting a battle to the death with a daddy long legs. Oh. I assumed the wasp was likely to win. Mm. Yeah. But the daddy long legs was not without a chance. However... I separated them by squashing the wasp. Oh, I hate whoa, the way. Whoa, whoa intervention. I, I hate the way they lord it over innocent bystanders. That's, that's from Hazel. That's a bit United States in Central America, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Stepped in. Yeah. It's nature's way. Well, yeah, exactly. You've got to let them. Uh, you got to let them battle think, it out. I think both of the things you've just described, I would watch on YouTube if <laughs> if I saw the film. Of I know. I, I I'd say watch uh, Wasp versus keep, Daddy Long Legs. My view is keep insect combat live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm really getting bored of virals. <laughs> I am. I ain't. Anyone sends me a funny viral, I send them a threatening email back. <laughs> I don't get the emails. Nobody sends me them. Rubbish. Well, um, we're moving on. Are we? Yeah, well, um, Sarah, who's our uh, producer this week, just put a big note in front of me that said adverts. I can't argue with that kind of... Uh, no. Well, at least she's playing about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's that's where we're going now. Mm-hmm. Relax. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've heard from the outside world. I love that. Andrew Hicks has a question does for he? you. Why does Frank have a toilet roll on his desk? <laughs> well, I don't know the answer to that. Obviously, I'm not the only person that uses this studio. Andrew must be on the... Uh, he's on the cam, webcam thing. Mm. But there is always a, a toilet roll. Not only that, there's a toilet roll on, on a sort of a metal, proper metal holder on my desk, and there's an empty toilet roll cardboard thing underneath it, as if someone's been getting through copious amounts. Mm. Maybe someone's got a sniffle. Perhaps there's a... Uh... Well, yeah, but I, I don't know about you. I don't like wiping my nose on a toilet roll. I know it hasn't been used, but even so, there's, there's a conjunction of images I'm not happy with. Oh, really? I like the fact that it's been referred to as your desk. Like, it's some <laughs> strange call centre here. Well, it's my desk for the moment. I think that's, I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I like but, Office, Frank. We've also heard from uh, other people who have had uh, weird animal encounters. Oh, yeah, but we turn out to be a, a nation of voyeurs on, yeah. the, on the animal <laughs> fighting front. When I was studying at university, after hours of revision, I looked out of my flat to see three crows attacking a seagull. Two of the crows had a wing each, while the third oh. pecked the seagull in the face. My wow. mum's still on seagull. Wow. Hey. Although that's it was like, a fabulous That's like hooded youths with a middle-aged man who's come out to remonstrate with them, because <laughs> they're standing a bit close to his car. <laughs> Although it was a fabulous display of teamwork, it slightly frightened me that the crows were organised. Even today, I sidle past crows so as to not unintentionally offend. That, that is amazing. Oh, the great thing about that is it's basically it's, it's monochrome conflict. Yeah. Mm. Three crows and a seagull, you know. Yeah, yeah, they could show that in black oh, and white. Oh, do you know why? You're right, Frank. I bet they were fighting over a chip paper as well. What a pointless. Mm. Yeah, but the colours would have looked good. Um, but again, it's almost like the shooting a burglar thing, isn't it? Like, nobody really loves seagulls, do they? So everyone's happy to no, see them get a people, bit of a pissed, Crows right? are sinister, aren't they? Yeah, so, mm. you know. To the bottom of the pile in it and popularity stakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Frank, uh, Jimbo's also emailed in, just Jimbo. saying, Jimbo. sad day. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, I am a boxer dog and I don't like the remark about our tails not being on <laughs> <laughs> I've just heard that the Sesame Street count 
Ron Count has died. His number finally came up. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sorry to hear that he's gone. Mm. Seems, uh, what can you say? Mm. We've lost Count. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Is it time for... Just, just one, just one second. Email corner. Sure is. You can enjoy real Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> Only thirty yards from this cinema. <laughs> um, yes, it is. We've uh, we've had emails coming in galore. Well, can I just say also, three two three two two has pointed out the collective noun for a number of crows is, of course. Now, don't no. tell me. It's, oh. it's a good one, isn't it? I just nearly ruined it. Well, I'm going to give you a clue, Frank. It. It's, ver- it's relevant to what they were up to, those I... crows. Um, they were committing. I got this. I got it. Got okay, it. Go on, what is it? It's a murder, isn't it? Mm. Murder, you're right. Yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Of course. You love a quiz. Look how happy you are at a quiz. <laughs> yeah. You love a quiz. Well, I didn't get it, though. You still oh. love the quiz, didn't though, didn't get it, you? The old brain as you get older. Crumble. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get upset. Anyone wants to talk about the old brain as you get older, text in. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go back to email corner, shall we? As Wiggins fever has gripped the nation post Tour de France slash Olympics, his. Tour of France. Tour of France, as you call it. it. His short hair and sideburns have become ingrained in British culture. Did you know, however, that Frank was a pioneer of the Wigo look many years before? What? (laughs) It's true. This gentleman says, and I like this next bit, I'm currently unemployed, so spending my time going through most of the videos on YouTube. Well, that is a busy boy. Well, I mean, congratulations to him that he's... uh Imagine an unemployed if, man actually watching videos on YouTube. <laughs> imagine if he, uh, <laughs> imagine if he's unemployed for a while and he and he finishes YouTube. Oh, but oh, YouTube he'll know a lot is, of stuff. He's constantly it? organically growing. It is. That's it, like getting to know me. It's impossible. <laughs> oh, so I, I'm still evolving. Anyway, he, he continues. I came across an episode of fantasy football from 1998, the infamous John Lydon episode. Oh, Frank oh. is sporting magnificent sideburns and a very short fringe, looking the spitting image of the yellow jersey and gold medal winner. Just wondering how you feel about a style pioneered by Frank in the 90s being plagiarised by Bradley Wiggins as his own work. Kind <laughs> well, you, know you know what Bradley Hall. Wiggins has done with my look? What's he done? He's recycled. He's, um, oh, he's recycled it. Look, I, we'll come back to this email because uh, there are certain things on this show which um, simply will not be tampered with. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were in the midst of a, an email from Rob Core. Indeed. I remember the one who didn't make the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's? Rob Core, of course, in where I come from, would be a sort of a Rob Can't. <laughs> That's oh. what it would mean. Rob Can't? Yeah, Rob Core. Rob Core would do anything. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So you don't want to be I don't think I'd ever learn that language. <laughs> you don't want to be known as... You wouldn't want to be known as Rob Core, because that sounds like a man who's incompetent in the extreme. Yeah. Anyway, what does Rob Core... He, he's, he's, uh, he's pointing out... He's, I, yes. It is true that I'm... Um, did you have sideboards from nine, was it, What was that, 1998? 98. Yeah, 98. I did. I went for sideburns and short hair. Very, very similar. Identical almost to mm. uh, Bradley Wiggins's. I like thing. the fact he's sort of giving you the credit for it, that you invented it as opposed to, say, Caesar or... Did Caesar have sideburns? Oh, yeah. 
So no. sort of Big old Forsythian I mean, numbers Caesar. he had. Yeah. It's called a Roman crop, isn't it? The yeah. old uh, C- mod haircut. It's actually so called a Caesar crop. Caesar crop. Yeah, yeah. but I don't, Julius Caesar Tate did not have... Hold on. <laughs> Julius Caesar did not have sideburns. He did. He did. Can I you see- go out and get me a bust of Julius Caesar? Sorry. <laughs> I'll just look through my handbag for a coin. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I said bust. Get over it. Yeah. Um, Why is Sarah phoning her lawyer? That's weird, isn't it? Oh, I don't know, she's always... Um, discrimination in the world. <laughs> she saw that number on daytime TV. She was watching the soaps. She couldn't resist. So, anyway, yes, I did have that look. Uh, as I've yeah. explained before, I was never very good um, with a... Uh, I think you were away last time we mentioned this... Uh, Oh, sideburn. Yeah, my sideburns, oh, they don't they don't join you. at the hair. I know you have a, a problem with the it's gap, like, don't It's like you? Central and South America. <laughs> my, I, I have a Panama Canal. <laughs> I have a sort of isthmus. Yeah, if you can imagine my ear is the South Pacific. <laughs> and then uh, the sideburn is <laughs> South America. I've often imagined that. Yeah. For uh, keen geography fans who are already up, they'll be enjoying this. Yeah, so, so my... Ma- yes, so my... Uh, my uh, I'd say my sideburns start... <laughs> Just about Venezuela is where they're <laughs> kicking. <laughs> uh, but, yes, yeah, so the makeup lady used to have to uh, basically draw some sideburn on my skin. Oh, that's a bit David Guest. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not good, is it? Like people in the RSC put mascara in their beards when they're playing Shakespearean mm. type, just to give them that bit of extra boldness on the old... Uh, Dark beard looks better yeah, than that. that right? Yeah, when they strut and fret their hour upon the stage, they like to have a good solid beard. Mm. Yeah, good. he was. He had a great one. That dingle in the in Emmerdale. He had one of those <laughs> that beard, dingle. Beard. He had one of those beards that didn't give, didn't give the lips any any <laughs> space at all. It went straight to the, almost I to get, the tooth. I get terrible beard envy. I really do. Yeah, my beard is rubbish as well. As you can imagine, if I can't do a sideburn, yeah. my beard's all over the place. Yeah, so, it's like if you so, can't um, run a 10k, you're not going to be a good marathon runner, are you? Yeah, so um, was that it from Rob Cook? No, Rob's added a PS. If, oh, okay. if, if the Emily, the Emily, if the Emily is ever in North Hertfordshire... Oh, here we go. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a tour it's, of such towns as Hitchin, Letchworth and Stevenage. Yeah, I'd Letchworth. be willing to that's where, that's where you live. Oh, he definitely lives in Letchworth. Uh, she'd have to drive, however, as I currently do not have a di- driving licence. I'm the, 11. The one, well, he's added his age, though on the plus side, I am 23 years old. I'm sounds, fine with that. Sounds Absolutely with some pride, fine. doesn't it? In what way is that a plus? Well, I don't know. Oh, the arrogance of you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the gig's as good as hit. I look. I will. I might check it out. This is what I, I call a night's move that we yeah. occasionally get on emails. When it's all <laughs> chatting about some nice subject, nice, interesting subject, and suddenly it's oh, and if Emily would like to come yeah. to my gig, well, what are these rude people? <laughs> I mean, there's a time and a place. They were talking about sideburns and, and Venezuela and you. And we're talking about you, and then suddenly it's, it's gone, gone to Emily. Sex. <laughs> I've said it. I've said sex. He doesn't mention sex. (laughs) He mentions Letchworth, but I don't think he mentions. He doesn't mention sex, but it's in the air. Its spores are about my nostrils. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I've been reading about. uh, Well, I am. Oh, he's been everywhere this week. He's been everywhere. Well, I am, and he's. Terrible misuse of punctuation. 
I love Will I Am though. He's a tiny little thing, isn't he's, he? Uh, he's, got I must face, he's, isn't he? he's cuddly. I, I always thought he'd be like super cool, slightly aloof and distant, but I saw him on yeah. the voice and I, mm-hmm. I felt I, I wanted to run my fingers down the zip of his cardigan, if you know what I'm saying. Lovely wow. little smile. Yeah, he, Love he, nice he, he seems, smile. He seems quite, a jolly character. Jolly and quite flamboyant as well. Oh. He's, um, <laughs> he's certainly had a week. Firstly, he announced he was going to launch his new single on the surface of Mars. I don't mm-hmm. know if you read about that. Yeah, that was uh, that's pretty unique. It's <laughs> uh, outlandish. Isn't it? <laughs> but it's called Reach for the Stars, isn't it? All oh, right. Yeah, Is yeah. it a cover of West Club 7 That's Simon Fuller, they better be careful I don't think it is, I don't think it is that cover He's doing it for his foundation Everyone's got a foundation This is a thing that is a publicist It's like when stars used to have their own fragrance Now they've got their own foundation Oh, everybody's got the blah blah frown. There's no oh, Frank Skinner I thought that foundation. was a little joke you were doing there, fragrance and foundation. No, no, a little. No, uh, can I just say I'm so impressed how beauty literate you are there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they've all got a charity foundation. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll. I get... mean, at least Jimmy Carr he just didn't pay the tax. <laughs> he didn't have to build some entire charitable <laughs> front. <laughs> um, anyway, where um, was we? Yes, he was on. He's, we were, he's, he thing we was on played Mars. on the moon, but yeah. then yeah, which I think is just a way of hoping that he gets headlines saying, "Oh, this track is out of this world," and you know, "Oh, oh yeah. his imagination's on another planet," and all that. That's basically it's, yeah, it's a bit obvious, isn't it? Well, he might. That's might be why he called it "Reach for the Stars." Yeah, so we, mm. they'd be all right with this. Well, I think yeah. life on Mars had gone. Yeah, that's what I yeah, heard. Yeah, they've had that. Um, but that wasn't all because he was also involved in a pilot. Well, this was... I don't know if it was a pile oh. He was in a car with our own Cheryl Cole. <laughs> and, Has Cheryl uh, Cole got the status of our Keith now? Well, oh. I just think, you know, at once there's... Like any um, tragedy, once there's a, a British person involved, you think, oh, hold on a minute, this, this is awful. Mm. Yeah. And uh, when I heard Will I Am had had a crash in a car, I thought, well, I bet that happens all the time. But when I heard our own Cheryl Cole was in the, in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. it was... I was... Um, and he sent he sent a text. Did you see that? He said, uh, "Car accidents are not dope." Yeah. What does he mean by that? I find it dope. hard to disagree with. Dope is his street lingo for mm. good. He says after people oh, have sung on the voice, he says, "I thought you were was, dope, man." I thought he was just comparing them with other things that he did. No. <laughs> and she sent a text. She sent a tweet that said, yeah. that, "We're all right. Don't worry. Honest. Mm. Lovely." Mm. Yeah, I thought he should have sent a text after the crash for his fans that just said, "Well, I am." <laughs> oh, Frank, that's yeah, good. A, they, they, they don't, oh, they're, they're all right in their fancy, neat cardigans, but uh-huh. when it comes to wordplay, <laughs> I'm afraid they're champion. They're, they're a championship. Mm. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. And text us on 812.15. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, when you used to get someone on the phone to their wife in comedy shows. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen that for years. Died out that the uh, frantic high pitch. Oh, I voice. love that, Frank. Used to happen a lot on Wacky Races. Yes. I wonder why that went. I wonder why. I wonder why it died out. Yeah. It's a brilliant, brilliant comedy thing. 
I'll just oh it's you general <laughs> yes but but I simply gone gone forever <clears throat> but not forgotten well not forgotten by me but your youth mm. <laughs> I know nothing we were talking about Will I Am weren't we it was in an accident William. with um, with our own Cheryl Cole <laughs> yes mm-hmm um, in a car accident, he was driving. She was in the passenger this seat. This is in LA. It was at half past three in the morning. Yes, no judgment. And he no no judgment. Just yeah. the time. Just Can the I, time in it. Yeah, and he hit a parked car. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> they are a hazard. Yeah. <laughs> Why they're that? I mean, they're, they're, they're on the road. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. But he so, only had uh, a neck brace and a bloody nose. Well, you, what, what, what are they? Um, cocktails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before driving home. <laughs> no, we can't. Um, he, um, yeah. They'd gone for um, food. It with some gusto, though. Mm. If he's, uh, he took ended up Cheryl Cole for food. <laughs> <laughs> At 3.30am, is that when she eats? Yeah, yeah she's a, a midnight snacker, isn't Well, she? actually, that would make sense. That is when your body, you know, it can burn oh. effectively. Oh, yeah. is that what it yes. is? Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, there's a picture in today's uh, paper, today's mm-hmm. tabloid, with, mm. with uh, her arm in a... In a rather uh, fashionable black sling. Oh, really? Mm. So she's cashed in. She assured her followers that she was unharmed. Yeah. I don't mean not armed, unharmed, <laughs> that she was fine. And now she's thought, oh, I'm trying to sell albums here. Can you, can you get me a sling? <laughs> Karen, Karen, get me a sling. Look good in paperbacks. And that's what's happened there. She's absolutely fine. Mm. Oh, good. And speaking of judges... Judges' houses. Uh... Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Simon Cowell is... Uh, well, it's Judge's Boats, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, uh, Rescuer. Is it, extraordinary. It, said, it, it said Hero Cowell or something in the uh, headlines. <laughs> did you stop? Did you walk past the newsstand and stop and have to back up? I did well, think my... Uh, I think the last time I put money in a help for heroes, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to go to... Uh, he to wasn't... Him. Now, technically, he wasn't the rescuer, because Sunita, you remember her? Yeah, She's what the sh- one with the shiny legs. How could you... Yeah, she's a great navel. Lovely, and she loves yeah. she loves a quiet intellectual. I remember her singing about that. Suppose, That's her type uh, of man that she's into. I suppose her great navel is uh, probably what helped in uh, yeah, sea rescue. Her navel, yeah. mm. But what was interesting? So they navel, they navel came base. to the rescue of a sinking ship. I worry about Sunita. She used to be a star in her own right. Now she's sort of tonto to Simon Cowell's Lone Ranger. <laughs> Isn't she some sort of foolish hanger I on? think she's more baldric. I imagine he dismisses her with, you know the old Benny Hill slap on the back of the head? Oh, <laughs> damn. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he treats her with full respect. He saw a boat possibly sinking and he sent her to investigate in a smaller boat. Did you know that? Yes, like the sort of Carpathia. He didn't go in. Apparently she, has to, she tastes all his food as well before he eats it. <laughs> well, to be fair, I do that with you. <laughs> Um, no, that's yeah, one I, job I won't do. But I eat it from your willing lips afterwards. Thanks. And relax. Terrible. So, um, <laughs> Frank, take that back. The food, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I do take it back. I just can't help but think that it proves that he hasn't got the courage of his convictions when it comes to red or black. I didn't know, I he, had, I didn't know he had convictions. <laughs> It'd be nice if he'd, <laughs> if he'd got on a black jet ski and she'd got on a red jet ski and they'd made the people on the boat pick and, you know, those that picked the wrong one perished. <laughs> or they could have let the boat burn and said, do you think the people on the boat will end up red or black? <laughs> Depending on when the fire goes out. I liked, Frank, that she Sunita said um, she tweeted... They're all tweeting, aren't they? Aren't they? Sunita said it was a bit of a problem because petrol in sea would cause major problems and fines. 
I like that the bottom line is always foremost. The fines is no, the she problem. Said, she said money. the captain w- wouldn't let the boat sink. Oh, that was it. in the seaward corner. I didn't hear the choice on that one. There's a moment <laughs> when a captain just gives up and says, I'll let it go. Yeah. I, I don't think he should have sent her out. It's all gone a bit Captain Coward. It's, it's, I'm it's, not going to, you know. It's wrong. She's, it's wrong. she's the lady. She yeah. only Simon Cowell should have. Yeah, isn't that like a maritime rule? Or maybe he was thinking that well, his some, boat was on its, its way down before. and he said women and children first. I suppose after that harpoon gun grazed across the top of his scalp and put a centre part in through his uh, <laughs> flat top. <laughs> a spokesman, Frank, said like all good seafarers, he knew how to help out in an emergency. Now, I describe Simon Cowell as a lot of things, but a good seafarer... One of and also, is, is that the code of the sea? Send in Sunita. <laughs> <laughs> it's hardly practical, is it? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Do you think Moses arrived at the back of Simon Cowell's <laughs> flat top, pursued by the Egyptian? <laughs> <laughs> And thought there's only one way to get across this. Bang, bang, bang this cane on the top of uh, Simon's spine and the hair parted in the centre and it's, it's remained like You're that. so right. That, that delineation exactly is extraordinary. Yeah, my, uh, my uh, fantasy is that Simon Cowell, like uh, that other powerful mogul, mm. Rupert Murdoch will fall from grace for some terrible reason and be reduced and he can be, he'll become my Sunita. Mm-hmm. And we'll go fishing together. I'll make him kneel in front of me, <laughs> and I'll use the top of his head as a rod rest. That'd be good. Yeah, that would put him in his place. I wonder why he has his hair like that. Extraordinary decision. He's got so much money; he could have any hairstyle he wanted. Give us a call, Simon, if you're listening. I know people. <laughs> um, Frank, mm. we've had a text in. This is from Adrian and Becky, right? Uh, AKA three five two. Hi, Frank. Saw you at Greenbelt last weekend. I loved hearing you speak. That's nice. Yes, I was at Greenbelt. Greenbelt, in case you don't know, is the the Christian Mm. festival. Actually, someone said to me, correct me, it's not actually a Christian festival. It's an arts festival with a uh, Christian ethos. Right. Mm. I suppose if you say it's the Christian festival, someone might say, what, Christmas or Easter or... Well, exactly, it is confusing. Yeah. But it was... um, Oh, God, people were so nice there. Oh, oh, yeah. You can imagine how nice... This is absolutely true. Reckon? When I got there, <laughs> I was stuck on the car park for a bit. Three people, three different cars were trying to give way to each other. It's <laughs> the, <most, laughs> the most Christian thing that's ever happened. But uh, it was it was great. I had a, I had a, a, a lovely time. Uh, the woman who was... Inter- I got interviewed in a big tent with a thousand people. She said to me, there'll be a thousand people in there today. I said, oh, lovely. Wow. She said, certainly in this weather. Really? And that undermined it a bit for me. <laughs> but it was... Uh, I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, another... Uh, a woman... <laughs> a, a girl fainted in the front uh, oh, front really? of the crowd. Which you don't believe oh. in. No. If memory serves. It's a tension seeker. That's, that's a bit Backstreet Boys concert. It was, yeah. <laughs> what are you I, saying? I don't get many people faint at, at my gigs. I'll tell you. Um... But um, it was great. She got up. I, I went. I got up and went over to the edge of the lip of the stage to make sure she was all right. And she got really? up and uh, apologised. Nice. I like the fact you went over to offer help, a la Cowell, on the high seas. Well, at least I went. <laughs> yeah, you didn't send someone over. I didn't have. I didn't have Sunita with me. But uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was lovely in that respect. But I slightly lost the crowd. Oh, oh, did you? Did, did, did things not land very well? Well, I was talking about... Uh, it, it's all started very well, because it, it's, at, it's held at Cheltenham Racecourse. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, I think it's great that you've got a, a Christian festival mm. at a race course of all places. You know, gambling. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, you have turned a den of thieves into my father's house. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Little, little twist on a New Testament. Mm. Uh, they love that. But then after, we were talking about um, kids in church mm-hmm. and whether you should have kids in church. Because my view is if you're going to talk about profound matters, you don't want to be shouting across a playground. Right. Mm. Kids, you know, screaming in church. Who wants it? So this woman made a big point. You should have kids in church. And I said there should be a crash, you know, crash to the kids. Or what kids often do, they get taken out and they have their own little baby mass with a, a decrayne drawings. Uh-huh. That's a great idea. And I said, oh, wouldn't it be a good idea if idiots were taken out of oh, church? Oh, Frank. And then that would, give the, uh, <laughs> that would give the priest the scope to aim a bit higher in the, um, in the sermon topics. <laughs> you know, he could get into some pretty high-blown theology. You actually you said this. And the idiots could do some crayon drawings in a, in a, in a small yeah, um, yeah. adjoining room. Didn't go so well. What are you looking? What are you doing that cutthroat thing? <laughs> I think... Uh, Let's not write it off immediately. Oh, God. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I, I had one of my incidents this week. Uh-oh. I'm afraid. Well, my fridge broke, which in some way was actually a cause for celebration. Yeah, but it fits oh, yeah. with the diet. Well, exactly. It? However, obviously you needed to, to order a new one. Hmm. So, um, I imagine you keep your um, your night masks in there. Oh, yeah. And eyeliner, 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 eyeliner in the fridge. fridge it's really? great; it keeps it nice and chilled. Lovely in the, in the hot summer months, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, it must be very nice first thing in the morning. A bit, you know, eyes a little bit stingy, and lovely cold eyeliner going on there. <laughs> Never thought about that. What's that? What's Russell Kane if he's got any <laughs> got any spare? I don't think he's got a fridge. He's thrown it out, his fridge, I think. I see. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I decided to order one. I phoned up and I spoke to a very nice man in a call centre. Mm. He was lovely. We had a conversation. He said, uh, at the end of the conversation, I gave Don't him do my... the voice. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't okay. do the voice is one of uh, show business's new rules, isn't it? It is. Isn't it? Yeah. There are so many. Yeah. That's one of Frank's new books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gave him my card details. He said, goodbye, I hope you enjoy the new purchase. And I responded, okay, darling, love you loads. Whoa, 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 it was a a nice move. (laughs) (laughs) You've gone from the uh, fridge to uh, hot, hot, hot. It was awful, Frank. Did did he he sound attractive? Did he say I'm actually engaged? No, he didn't sound attractive at all. Um, You can't tell, though. No, he wasn't attractive. Um... It was awful. It was awful. What? Where did it come from? I don't know, Frank. It's always in me. It's always in me trying to get out. I can't help it. I was a showbiz child in a yes. showbiz family. Anyway, so we rounded off the conversation. I thought, what do I do? There was a pause after, OK, darling, love you loads. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, it was a pause. Yeah. He said, OK, fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah. He acknowledged it. I'm surprised you even waited to hear I'm that. I'm sure it's not the first time in your life you've had that exchange. No. And then <laughs> Sometimes I, you've been going out with. This is true. I then replaced the handset. Oh, yes. I put the phone down on him. Oh, did you? Yeah. I couldn't bear to speak well, to him. you sort of said goodbye. I no. can't believe you waited that long. I thought you would have gone, OK, darling, love you loads. Ah! 
Well, that's my relationship in, in microcosm. <laughs> I think if you imagine that man in that call centre, though, he's probably he's probably a pretty miserable, lonely life. It's probably lovely to get a bit of human warmth. Exactly. Yeah. I know, but I can't call him again, Frank. It's like calling an ex. I don't know what. Oh, to don't do. worry. He'll, he'll email the show with him the next four or five days. <laughs> <laughs> they all gather like carrion. <laughs> these these guys who uh, carrion. Look it up. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. On the uh, subject of Emily signing off a phone call to a call centre with OK Darling, Love You Loads, <laughs> yes. um, there's, a, there's a Daily Mail article uh, about how um, apparently more than half of office affairs start with flirting colleagues putting an X at the end of a text. I saw or that. Or an email. Can that be true? I nearly always end a text or an email with an X. Well, I've, well, I've noticed. This is, this is exactly oh. it. I thought, I thought you were sending me signals. <laughs> I was thinking we were just colleagues, Frank. <laughs> I, no, I, I wouldn't. If I read that, do I think any different of it? I don't know. Why is it an X as well? Well, if someone doesn't put an X at the end of an email or a text, I think they're seriously furious with me. Do you? Really? Anybody. I just and my assume, accountant. I just assume anybody. they're straight. No, but why do, why do they use an X? Well, what, you do, and does, I love you for that, but Alan... But why does it symbolise no, a kiss, not. is what I mean. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean, Frank. I don't know. Yeah. What? Maybe, when you pucker up, it doesn't look like an X, like, does it? Use an asterisk. That's my advice if you want to si- simulate puckering up. Mm. Or maybe you could use an O for the open mouth kiss. Our listeners will tell us what oh, it is, yeah. they? <laughs> maybe for the tongy kiss, a Q. <laughs> Capital Q. That'd do it. Well, quite often I I miss hit X and get C. I do that as well. And I just assume that I sent my wife a cuddle rather than a oh, kiss. Oh, a cuddle. Yeah. Oh, no, I think we've all that's agreed a much on that. That's version C- than what I thought it... Go on. <laughs> C just means X now. Everyone's agreed on that. It's fine. My, oh, good. Kath usually texts back, I've got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> be good if you could text boring people and put a Z on <gasps> the end. Oh, that'd be good. I what? hope this isn't real. What? What's happened? What? Oh, my God, I think it is real. What? Oh, read that text. I can't read it. Oh, not not any Lennox. Text? What's it's, going it's 420. On? Someone's just texted 420. in. It did make my day. I had tried extra hard to provide exceptional <laughs> customer oh. service for Emily that day and thought that the way our conversation ended was my reward. <laughs> How wrong was I? Martin Booth for customer care. It was team. Martin. His name was Martin <laughs> as well. I love that he's in Booth <laughs> for <laughs> Martin. Frank, it is him because his name was Martin, I remember. I feel sick. Well, you oh. said that he didn't sound attractive, but I think he does, based oh, on this. Well, yeah. I think he's got a bit of uh, panache about him. I think he's got a panini. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, I'm With so him. sorry. Love you loads, darling. Yeah. Loads, <laughs> All together now. Martin, thanks for calling in, you uh, big juicy baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love the idea of him listening in Booth 4. So do I. <laughs> oh, it's so 1984, isn't it? Excellent. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had various texts and emails in informing us that kisses are kisses and O's are uh, hugs. And O's are hugs? Where does that come from? <laughs> Is it because you encircle... If you were looking down on someone who was hugging someone, they formed an O with their um, body yeah, and arms. Why does that make noughts and crosses? Some sleazy... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Bedtime game. Too right. <laughs> the original Twister or something. That, I played that with the late Richard Whiteley. Strip um, billiards. So O's mean hog. Yeah. 
ex's main kisses. Well, Sally Gould and I always take a smiley face as a sign of mental illness. I don't know about you. <laughs> I write them off as human beings usually after the smiley face. Frank's not into emoticons. No, but um, it said in that article, mm. it said that um, women, when women put a, a, an X on the end of an email, they're being friendly. When men do it, they're often trying to instigate sex. Mm. Oh, that, you filthy creeps. That just isn't... Is that why, is that why Malcolm X had six children? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not true, though, is it? Well, you tell me, honey. I, don't, I haven't tried to instigate sex since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to. Oh, fuck. Hey? Didn't have to. But you see, you, you do kisses on texts, Frank. I do. Alan, never, ever... Has he sent me a kiss? No, but he's he's a bit further north than me. <laughs> I don't think like... he. Do you know what? I don't think he ever will. I don't think he ever will either. I think that's. I, I see now. I've become conscious about it because I thought yeah. it was just a. Fa- I send them to men and and I rarely men? kiss men on the lips. <laughs> Which men do you send kisses to? I've, I've probably sent. Have I ever sent you a a, a kiss? I think, Alan? I think once. I did have a little look at my phone and the. Uh, oh think, my god! This is such a big issue. I think, <laughs> think once. It was, uh, it was when you'd had a child, so I assumed that it was a group text and was going to some ladies rather than that it was a kiss. But you picked up on it. Especially for me. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm, I'm all right with a with a phone kiss. It's a weird article, though, isn't it? It's one of those articles that sort of says, "Hey, if you're thinking of having an affair." Here's permission, because <laughs> look at all these people. They, this is how they started it. It's going to make it worse now, because men are going to start thinking, oh, well, uh, Karen in sales always puts a kiss on the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's, Martin, it's Martin in booth four, I'm worried about. They'll be thinking yeah, well, I'm in here. That's not what you want, is it? I'm so happy that Martin uh, sent in. We should just say that the survey came from a website called whatsyourprice.com. <laughs> it does sound like it is a dating website, so it sounds well, what's like... What's Your Price is a dating website. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like it might be... Uh, I don't like the sound of that. I've got a vested interest in it. what I do like the sound of. Email corner. <sighs> I'm back in the Punjab. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we had we had other emails. We did. We did. We've had in an email from James Flory. He says, "Hi Frank, Alan, and the lovely Emily. Oh. I've been looking for an excuse to email in, and I thought this might be of interest. Okay. And this was a link to a story about the world's shortest man oh, meeting the world's shortest woman. Oh, excellent! Also, I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring if Emily would ever like to visit Seattle. <laughs> oh, nice move! <laughs> and also, I, I don't like the sound of that. Sounds like a euphemism. I think I'd like to throw my hat <laughs> in the, the ring. ring. <laughs> Oh, it's a lovely, sweet story about littlest man le- meeting littlest woman, and then it turns sordid again. Night's move, but we should the world's Seattle. shortest man. Yes, Seattle, very rainy apparently. Yeah. I mean, does that is that better than some of the other rendezvous like Hitchin well, and Letchworth? I won't be going to Letchworth. <laughs> no, no, I, I won't do but that. You could, you could literally be sleepless in Seattle, <laughs> Mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> What a, what a lovely thing, though, littlest man meets the littlest woman. Chandra Bahadadangi? There'd be a hope, wouldn't it, that they might get on and... <laughs> wouldn't they? Isn't that quite a big age gap, though? Yeah. He's I about think. 73, Chandra Bahadadangi. Yeah, but, you know... And Jyoti Ju- Amgi, um, I think she's only early 20s, is she? Yeah, but they've got other compatibility. Well, the fact that they both travelled hand luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something in common, surely. Absolutely. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
Frank. Emily. We've had an email in during the week, and this is from Callum Mortimer, who's 18. Callum, 18. Blimey. He's from North Marston. I don't know where that is. That I sounds wonder, Scottish. Is that the same Marston um, as in Marston Moor, the great battle of the English Civil War? Oh, I don't know, but... Well, Fabulous knowledge expressed. If Callum's 18, he probably won't remember that anyway, will he? Yeah. No. no, but I bet he, done, he did it at school. Yeah, if he, he lives in Marston, he lives in the he science. Would, he would have yeah. done it in his books. We did a lot of the Luddites because they were knocking about where I was at school. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Anyway. We mainly did Enoch Powell, the biog. <laughs> uh-huh. He was local. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty continue. He was. He was Wolverhampton East or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, our cup runneth over because we, we, we were London. Oh, so, you, had yeah. you had everything. We had, we had it all. Uh, Callum wants to know, whatever happened to the Frank Skinner slash John Barrowman real-life sitcom thing you oh, talked yes. about in the past? I'm eager to hear. I've no recollection of this. Yeah, well, someone sent me... Uh, someone I know actually sent me an idea for a sitcom. I mean, it did a full treatment called uh, Frankie and Johnny. In which I discover that uh, from doing a a sort of a uh, who do you think you are type show that John Barrowman is my is a close relative, (laughs) and he starts turning up at lots of things I do and wants to hang around with me, and I'm not sure about it. That's the premise for the show. (laughs) It's one of the. uh, I I mean, I I, I wrote back to him. I don't know if this is a brilliant idea or a terrible idea, and I've never been sure of that. And in fact, just a few weeks ago, he said, "Re Frankie and Johnny." He sent me something about something. He said, "Re Frank or jo- Frankie or Johnny? Brilliant or terrible? Made your mind up?" And um, I haven't. No. <laughs> but it, it would be. Remember, we talked about shows that got made just because of the name. Yeah. There is a there is a, a an element mm-hmm. of like I'm just waiting for the the show I do with Rick Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe um, one in which uh, Frank Skinner investigates the world's great perfumes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Frankincense. <laughs> oh. And I'm, I'm sky-plussing that never to be deleted. <laughs> never to be deleted, that mm. is... I think, you know, that would be... I know we, it's used on... It's that blue button, isn't it, mm. on Sky Plus? But wouldn't it be a lovely thing on Valentine's cards and... Oh, so, that's uh, nice, Frank. I love you, and, and use the never-to-be-deleted sign. Right, as opposed to, like, dictated, not read. <laughs> like yes, that. dictated, not read. Wasn't Isn't that um, <laughs> Adolf Hitler's CV? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, I was all set to go and see West Brom Everton. Oh, the Tethe. And, w- and I'm going to have to go to the dentist instead, because now that the painkiller has worn off, I am actually, actually in quite a bit of pain. Oh, fine. But, you know, showbiz, Doctor Theatre, Doctor Radio. Doctor Feelgood, I say. So, uh, thank God, Everton uh, West Brom is live on Absolute Radio today. I'll be able to listen to it on that. Okay, Mark Crossley is next. And if the good Lord spares us and the the, The Greeks again. Yeah, the Greeks. Why don't they just put their hands in the pockets and shut up? Um... And the Creeks Don't Rise will be back again this time next week. It's lovely to be back. And you know what? I love you all. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.